Well, I guess we're doing a two-a-day. It's just like Friday Night Lights, two-a-day. But, uh, you know, speaking of dumb, speaking of dumb, I got home and I had a notification from EB. EB. Saying that I'd violated their weapons policy. I got an email. And I, I saw it was from eBay. I thought somebody bought something. And it said, like, you violated our weapons policy and we've removed your listing. And I had to think about it because I've sold a bunch of Swiss Army knives on eBay. A couple months ago, I sold a wooden Swiss Army knife. And it, by the way, if you have a bunch of, if you have any Swiss Army knives sitting around, throw them up. People collect those. It's It's amazing. A few years ago, I had a Swiss Army knife. I mean, I don't even know where I got it. I just found it in my stuff. It was a Jeep brand, you know, like the car, Jeep, Jeep. And uh, it just had like a Jeep logo on it. It had never been used. And I was like, yeah, I'll throw this up. It's some limited edition Mopar. If you ever see Mopar, M-O-P-A-R, it's some sort of Jeep thing. And I, I don't even know anybody. Who, I don't even know where I got this. I don't know anybody who drives a Jeep. Somehow I got this Jeep Swiss Army knife, but made a chunk of money on it because people, there's Swiss Army knife collectors, and there's also Jeep people. Jeeple. Stupid. So, you know, if you, <laughs> I recommend uh, throwing up your Swiss Army knives, giving you a little uh, financial advice here. If you got a bunch of Swiss Army knives sitting around, why not just throw them up? Just throw them up on eBay. But I got this notification. It's like, we've removed your listing because you violated our weapons policy, which I didn't even know eBay had. And I checked it, and it was for a freaking toy. It's for a freaking toy. It got flagged. It's a toy. It was like a miniature nightstick that went to an action figure. And it's not even the first time I've listed it. I've been trying to sell it for a while because sometimes it goes for between $20 to $30. Another, another little piece of financial advice. I've learned that Vintage action figure accessories, like just action figures from the 90s, if you have their guns or any kind of little accessory that went to them, you can sell that by itself for like 30 bucks sometimes. It's crazy. And the reason for that is because people will buy the loose action figure, what we call a loose action figure, you know, without any of its original accessories. So these collectors, they'll buy the action figure by himself with no none of his weapons or anything, but then they want to complete the... They want to have the total package, so then they'll seek out accessories, and they're willing to pay like 30 bucks. I've sold a few little accessories for like, yeah, like 20 to 30 bucks a pop. So anyway, I was trying to do that with this little nightstick, but it hasn't sold, because you got to catch the right person. You know, it's one of those things where, you know, I'm sure you all know how EB works, but it's like it's a seven-day window. So if the person who's looking for this little toy nightstick during those seven days doesn't see it, you got to relist it. So that's what I did a few days ago. I relisted it, and then I got this notification that it had been taken down for violating the weapons policy, which it's a freaking like, you know, it's it's like a not even an inch long. And it clearly said an action figure accessory on it. I didn't, I didn't list it as a real weapon, but clearly it got flagged. And that's just, see, that's the thing about AI and all that. It's unintelligent because it's not aware and as I've said again and again, this is one of the recurring themes on this show is that I talk a lot about people's perception of intelligence and the way that everybody's constantly measuring everyone else's intelligence as smart and dumb. And a lot of that's based on these very limited parameters, whereas I see intelligence just as awareness. 
And that's biblical. You know, when Adam and Eve bite the apple, the app, it's the apple of awareness. Because they don't just suddenly get all of this data. It doesn't like give them a high school diploma when they eat the apple. It doesn't give them a college education. They become self-aware. They become aware of their surroundings. They become self-aware, which is why they put the, uh, the leaf fashion over their gentles. Over their Gentiles. They cover up their genitals with leaves because they become self-aware. So the tree of knowledge results in awareness. The apple of awareness. And that's how that's my own understanding too. My own understanding is that intelligence is awareness, and that's what AI lacks. That's what these systems that are programmed to, you know, flag things. That's what they lack, is they lack awareness. And that's why they think that your little tiny toy nightstick, and no, I'm not talking about my dicky, although I call it that too. My little tiny toy nightstick. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> that's why it got flagged. Dude, you're, you violated our dicky policy. We've took we've taken down your listing because you were trying to sell your dick on eBay. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> but anyway, it's just it's unintelligent. That's not artificial intelligence that flagged my nightstick. That's unintelligent because it can't understand the fact that it thought that my little toy nightstick again. I, I'm not, that's going to sound funny to me for the rest of time. But the fact that it thought my little toy nightstick was a real weapon. And not only that, it made it so I can never list it again. Like it doesn't let me relist it. It just, it, it, they deleted the listing entirely. So I can't even relist it and just change the wording. So I did relist it. I had to make a new one. But I, uh, I left out the words like baton and stuff like that. And I'm just hoping I can still sell it infuriating though and then on top of that there's no way to contact them anymore like this is the maddening thing this is why people are losing their minds at an increasingly progressive rate i mean there's a million reasons but the reason why sometimes things even get to me i feel like i do pretty well managing just the general insanity i have a sense of humor about it i don't i don't personalize it but where I lose my mind is one when the artificial un uh, they they call it AI. Well, it's really AU because it's artificial unintelligence. But when the artificial unintelligence flags a miniature toy nightstick as a weapon and tells me I violated the weapons policy, that really upsets me because it's so it's truly stupid. It's it's completely lacking in awareness. It doesn't understand nuance. And then on top of that, like when you, because I was trying to see if there's a way to contact EB, because I contacted them a couple months ago. I sent an email to them a couple months ago, but it looks like they've changed things even further. Because when I worked for a tech company, they made it almost impossible to contact support. And that's what all these companies are doing. If you've noticed any of these websites, you know, where you want to contact support, in, even if you have an account, even if it's a paid account in some cases, they first take you to like this help forum or this like it's like this search bar with all these categories and like it's like commonly asked questions, frequently asked questions. 
And you have to click through a bunch of those to tell them that your question isn't there. And then even then, you can't necessarily get to a contact form. Like I was trying to find a contact form on eBay. And so I had to click through like five pages of frequently asked questions just to communicate to them that I need to talk to an actual person. And then there was there finally was some like contact button buried in the page. And I got there and you can either talk to a robot. You can either do a live chat with a robot. And it said that it said that it was, you know, an automated chat bot. Or you can call between nine to five. You can call them like during working hours. So they make it almost impossible. And I mean, this is a a two, this is part two, because I mentioned on here a couple months ago how I was trying to sell two Mask Men action figures. Mask, it was an old 80s cartoon, and they made these little miniature action figures for it. I had two of them. I don't know. I guess I I didn't, that that wasn't something that I had a bunch of. I guess I just had two of these little mask figures. But the series was called Mask, and they're these little tiny figures. And one of the characters' names was Dusty. And when I tried to sell it a couple months ago, it got flagged. And they said, you can't sell this because... uh, I can't remember what the explanation was. But basically, they were saying, like... Oh, price gouging. They said, you can't sell this because of price gouging. Because people have been doing price gouging. And I knew something was up, because there's no way that people are gouging prices on these little action figures. And I found out it was because of masks. Because it used the word mask and dust. There was a character, Dusty, I was trying to sell. Mask and Dusty flagged their system, and they thought you were trying to sell a facial mask. And they had set it up so that if somebody's trying to sell facial masks, like Coroni masks, you can't do it. And this is in like October, November. Now, this is in November of 2021. You know, it's like a year and a half, over a year and a half after that was even an issue. Yeah, like March, April 2020, there were these nude, nude, nude articles, news articles about how people were hoarding masks so they can sell them for high prices and how companies were making sure people couldn't do that. But in who's doing that in November 2021? You know, it's one of the arguments about the whole coronavirus era is that, oh, the government is imposing all of these restrictions and it's going to be very difficult to roll them back because once the government mandates something, once the government gets a certain amount of power, they very rarely relinquish it. I agree with that. But what you don't realize is all of the other things that just get grandfathered in. Like, how could eBay as a company not lift that? Anything that uses the words mask or dust gets flagged for price gouging in in November 2021. You'd think that somebody at eBay, you'd think that somebody would have had a conversation where they were like, hey, I don't think people are price gouging anymore. I think there's actually more than enough masks. In fact, I could walk down the street and find probably 20 masks discarded on the side of the road and wash them. People are not hurting for masks in late 2021, yet eBay still has this restriction in place because all kinds of bullshit has gotten grandfathered in. And then now I violated the weapons policy. I'm trying to price gouge, and now I violated the weapons policy, and there's nobody to even contact. 
I have to click through just page after page of frequently asked questions because they think that my question is in there. And then there's no contact form. There's a chat bot that I can talk to as if the chat bot is going to understand when I tell them that my toy nightstick got flagged as a real weapon, as if the chat bot is going to understand that. That thing's just as stupid as the thing that flagged me pisses me off and this is the sort of stuff that does drive you crazy this is the stuff that makes you feel like defense from falling down you know for him it's going into you know mcdonald's and being told they're no longer serving breakfast because it's 1101 for me it's ebay for me it's ebay not that i'm making any threats here i understand that defense while he seems like the protagonist he's actually the bad guy i know Trust me, I know. But this is the sort of stuff, the little things that chip away, the little aspects of modernity that chip away. It's this AI automation flagging your shit. And then if you want to try to resolve it and explain what happened, they put you in contact with a freaking chat bot. This isn't sustainable. Because none of it, and, and the core at the core of all this is that you're interacting with so much automated shit that dictates your life, but none of it has awareness, which is what human beings do have, many of them, most of them. It's the reason why I don't consider people as a whole stupid, even though that's a popular idea. Oh, people are, people are NPCs and they're stupid. Most people, you know, they're just stupid. The reason why I don't like that idea is because people, in my experience, are far more aware than they're often given credit for. They might not always use it in the right way, but they're amazingly aware. You know, I find that women are really aware. I'm always amazed at how observant women are. They notice a lot. Like when I've worked with a group of women... And we have sort of an off-the-cuff conversation. I'm always amazed at what they notice in the workplace, what people are doing. Their eyes must be darting around like laser beams. But yeah, I do. I find that about women in particular. Maybe they're just more willing to admit it. Because like I was saying, there's something in human beings that doesn't want to admit how aware we truly are. We feel that we expose ourselves, or we expose our weak points. Sometimes when we admit how truly aware we are of everything going on around us, of what people are doing, who people are, what's happening. And yeah, some people put blinders on, but people play dumb a lot. It's a common trait among human beings. I guess it's for survival. But I have noticed, and it's, it's one of the reasons I enjoy being friends with women, is because I do find that they are incredibly aware of what's going on around them. They might not always interpret it the same way I do, but they notice it. Like, you know, thinking of humor, because, you know, humor draws from observation so much. You know, Christopher Hitchens wrote that controversial essay, Why Women Aren't Funny, just bluntly put. And, you know, there's a lot of truth in that. And I brought that up with some women I knew years ago, and they were upset. 
But he makes some good points, like where there is something about men, maybe it's evolutionary, where it's like men define themselves, they make themselves stand out through humor. It's almost like war. And it's also how they attract women. And he he uses the example of how, you know, when you have a female friend and she's talking about some new guy she's interested in, she almost always goes like, and he's so funny. And as Christopher Hitchens says, meanwhile, you've met the guy and you're thinking that guy's not funny at all. But a lot of a woman's attraction to a man is whether he's funny. Even if he's not funny, she finds him funny. That's part of the attraction. And how if you have male friends, they never say that. I can't think of any times that my male friends have met a woman and they're like, you know what, and she's so funny too. Not that she's not funny, but there's a difference. Like men are aggressively funny. Like men will assert their humor. And I don't think that's conditioning. I don't think that's society telling men it's okay to crack jokes and women that it's telling women it's not okay. And it's not that women aren't funny because this is what I've noticed. It's not that women aren't funny. Women are very good at inside jokes. Women are very good. Like if you're at a restaurant with a girl, one, women are very aware of what's going on in the restaurant. Women are very aware of what's going on in the restaurant. (laughs) It's true though. And they'll like notice some quirk that the waiter's doing or some weird person at a booth and you'll whisper about it and like come up with a story about it. And then you'll bring that with you. Like everywhere you go, like you can reference that. Like women are incredible at at inside jokes. And I noticed that with girls growing up. Like, you know, I noticed that with like groups of girls that my friends and I kind of just peripherally hung out with. Like you'd hear about like what girls joked around about at sleepovers and they would bring that to school. And like, yeah, I have inside jokes with male friends. Men have inside jokes too. But with women, it's very esoteric. It's like some secret joke that they came up with at a sleepover that rules their life for the rest of time. And that's kind of my experience with women as well, where it's like they're very good at coming up with inside jokes based on a situation you're in with them because they're observant. Like you'll be like, do you notice that guy over there? And she's like, yeah, I was just noticing that guy. What do you think he, what do you think he's thinking? You know, like women are good at that sort of humor. So it's not that women aren't funny. It's just that they apply humor differently. And I do think women are good at observational humor, but it's not aggressive when they, they they don't joke about it kind of aggressively. And, you know, even though that's a trait of men, like men will just crack jokes. And that's, what's great about men. That's, what's great about being a guy is that you can make jokes your friends can make jokes, and that's most of what men do if they're you know, halfway decent people is they just kind of like to joke around. But the downside of that is you have tons of fucking unfunny dudes who are always trying to be funny. I might be one of them. But like if you like being in an office is hell if there's an unfunny guy who's trying to be the funny guy. And that's not me. I can say that in, in the office... They went like at a, at a place I worked at. They they gave out like funny trophies. Oh, we're gonna give out funny trophies to the employees. So they give out like funny trophies. One year they gave me best one-liners, and I felt I was a little put off by it because I was like, am I just like a one-liner type of guy? But I guess that's what I was doing. Like if there was a company meeting, and there were like there was suddenly a moment of silence, I would just say something, and people would laugh. 
But it wasn't like I was super, like I wasn't the guy who was like going around performing for the office. Like even though this show might give the impression that I, I'm a ham or something, that's really not who I am in the office. And a little too much self-reflection here, but it's not who I am. Like, you know, it's just not who I am out, out and about because you don't want to be too much for people. But, you know, if you've worked with a guy who, who is too much and especially is unfunny most of the time, it's the worst thing in the world. So Christopher Hitchens, he makes really good points in why women aren't funny. And his article is funny. It's really funny. And women shouldn't even be offended by it. But it's just basically what he's getting at. And, he, and he, being Christopher Hitchens, who I agree with on some things, I disagree with him on other things. I don't agree with his atheism. I, fu- I found his atheism very obnoxious, even back when he was alive and I was younger. I, I always found his atheism very obnoxious. But a lot of his observations are very funny and accurate. And uh, I feel that way about why women aren't funny. But he's Christopher Hitchens, and his whole approach was to be incendiary. You know, he was a provocative personality. So, of course, he titled it that way. Of course, he wrote it that way. But it's not some misogynistic rant or manifesto. He's just being provocative. And what he's actually saying is that men are just more aggressively funny. It's how they attract women. It's how they kind of do battle. It's how they spar. And that's all very true. But women are funny. It's just in a very different way. It tends to be more... Like I said, like I think about some of the some of the funniest inside jokes I've had with people have been with women, like not just women that I, I'm dating, but just women, female friends, where it's like you're out doing something and you both notice something. And you kind of develop this backstory for it. It's fun. It's just different than the way men are. But the reason I'm getting at that is because that comes through being aware. That comes through being observant. And, you know, the reason, too, why awareness is a good indicator of intelligence, of true intelligence, is it's why we believe our animals are smart. Like, the reason why people are like, you wouldn't believe how smart my cat is. You wouldn't believe how smart my dog is. You know, I've never questioned the intelligence of animals. But, you know, I have my first dog, and having Batty... You know, I knew dogs were intelligent, but it's like I didn't know necessarily how that intelligence manifested. Like, I know how cats are. But with a dog, it's amazing because, I mean, he's a genius by my standards because he is aware of every little thing. He pays attention to every single thing I do. He pays attention to every single thing going on around the house. He hears every single sound, and he learns from that quickly. Like, he moved in with me, and he started learning words right away. And he was already an adult. You know, he was already a young man. So it's not like he was a puppy that I was teaching everything to. But he learned words right away. Like, he learned the words upstairs and downstairs. He knows what those mean. If I say upstairs, he runs upstairs. If I say downstairs, he comes down. The word toy. I'm not going to say the other T word, because he'll, he'll want one. He'll want one of those T-R-E-A-T's. I feel like his ear, he's on my lap, and I feel like his ears picked up even there. But, uh, you know, he knows his name. He knows his nickname and his name. 
He knows Batty and Batman. He can be he can be completely asleep, conked out in the other room. And if I say, where's Batty? And it's not a tone of voice thing. Because, you know, with my cats, it's like I used to have this tone of voice that I would call my cats in. And I used to question, like, is some of that the tone of voice or do they actually know their names? With Batty, though, it doesn't matter what the tone of voice is. And it doesn't matter if I'm using his nickname or his name. If I say very quiet, he, he can be completely asleep in another room buried under a blanket. And if I say quietly under my breath, like, where's Batty? Where's Batman? I'll hear him come in and just look and be like, you, you said my name. So it's interesting. Like, it's, it's such a level of awareness. And the fact that he learns it. Like, if I try to have him do something two times, the third time he knows. So it's like, that's intelligence because we learn through awareness. We observe something and then we respond to it. And thinking about Batman, he's, he observes something twice or he experiences something twice, which signals that it's not just a one-off. It happened again. Or you expected me to do this a second time. That must mean that that's how it works. Happened with uh, you know making him sit before I give him food. You know, I, I wanted to communicate dominance because we had some issues with that. And so I would tell him to sit, sit for just three, five seconds. And it took him a couple times. But then he learned that he just has to sit. Like, I didn't even have to say it. He would just sit before I gave him a treat. And now he just does it automatically. If I say T-R-E-A-T, he runs over to a mat because he, he prefers to sit on mats. He doesn't like to sit on the hardwood floor. He runs over to the mat and he sits very patiently, licking his lips. So that's awareness. And awareness is how we learn. Being observant. And you know, in the episode earlier, I mentioned you know parents with Down syndrome will always be like, well, you know, my son, he's actually really, it's amazing what he knows. It's, the insight he has is amazing. And when I was younger, I used to kind of think of that as like, oh yeah, well, when you have a kid with Down syndrome, you have to cope with it. So you're like, he actually is a secret. He has this secret insight into what it is to be alive. But now I, that, that's true. And I haven't interacted with, with a lot of you know developmentally disabled people. But in my limited experience, they can be incredibly observant too. They'll like ask you very detailed questions about like something you're wearing, your necklace or something. They'll be like, "What is that necklace all about?" You know, they're they're very observant of like what they don't just see you as this formless blob. They notice little things. What is that? You know, so that that to me is intelligence. That's why people who have developmentally disabled people in their life will tell you they're intelligent. Because those people notice a lot of things. They're much more observant. Maybe some people aren't. Maybe some people are so debilitated they don't notice anything. But you know, it's, it's the reason why you can't measure intelligence based just on somebody's ability to perform within a very strict set of parameters. It's because true intelligence is awareness. And awareness is the root of survival. It's how even if you're in a jungle where you can't use any of the skills available to you, if you are observant and aware, you will learn the laws of the jungle. You'll learn how to survive. Maybe. Maybe it'll, maybe the jungle will kill you too. But if you're going to survive, it's going to come through your ability to observe, to notice, and react to that. Because that's what learning is. Learning is reacting. 
to what you've noticed, to what you become aware of. And they're trying to program AI to do that, but one of the biggest companies in the world, the biggest company in the world, eBay, (laughs) the biggest company in the world. (laughs) But the fact that they have AI that can't even tell the difference between a toy nightstick and a real nightstick. Imagine if I was trying to sell a real nightstick, I'd keep that. I think I'd sell that. A friend of mine just sent me a text message a couple nights ago and his stepson who's like, I think he's 19 now, his stepson bought him like this, uh, almost like a whip. It's like a metal cable that extends like a, like one of those self-defense weapons. Like, that's amazing. Your stepson bought that for you. It's like metal whip cable probably has a name. I haven't learned it yet. I haven't learned the name. Try to sell that violate the weapons policy but i'm worried now that i relisted the toy nightstick i'm a little worried it's going to flag me again even though i didn't include even though i i I just i made it clear in the title this time that it's an action figure weapon accessory and i didn't name the type of weapon that it is i'm a little worried now and it's funny too because i've been able to sell swiss army knives and things for the past couple months i sold a swiss army knife like a month ago they didn't flag that as a weapon. That's more dangerous than an action figure nightstick. Silly. It's all very silly. And it's infuriating. But I, I was feeling good, so I gotta I gotta avoid thinking about that. Can't be too mad. I think I'm gonna keep this one to a half hour. Just had to you know, make some points here. A little two a day. Thank you for listening. This land is mine God gave this land to me This brave, this golden land to me And when the morning sun Reveals her hills and plains I see a land where children